Hello, beautiful souls. We bring you conscious content filled with empowering information. Designed to align you with the fulfilling freedom of activated awareness. I am Rachel Alcyon. And I am Daniel Alcyon. Welcome to to the the Ecstatic Ecstatic Existence Existence Podcast. Hello again, global family. We're back at you with more information from empowering leaders around the world. This is the Ecstatic Existence Podcast. I am Daniel Alcyon. And I'm Rachel Alcyon. And we have a wonderful guest with us today that we first connected with about a year ago. So if you've been listening to the show for some time, you may recognize this wonderful voice with some whole new information to share with you today. Our guest is Isaiah Fleesbach. He was born and raised in the mountains of Northern California into a family dedicated to living a natural lifestyle. Natural living meant growing their own food, building their houses by hand, harvesting water, and living harmoniously within their environment. Although he was raised in that lifestyle, it was as a teenager that he began actively working within himself to learn how to embody and maintain exceptional health. Isaiah has an innate ability to help others wake up to more of their potential in many ways and through many modalities. Over the years, it's become clear that the catalyst for this gift has been his own healing journey. Isaiah, it's so good to have you with us again. Thank you so much. I appreciate being on the show with you guys. Yeah, welcome back. Yeah, there's been uh, some changes in your life since we spoke last. You now have a a young one on the way, yeah? Yeah, a lot of changes. That's the biggest change. Oh, congratulations. uh, Seven months pregnant now and healthy and happy and just loving it. Wow. Yeah, it's nice to be in a process where, you know, we've chosen it and went through a nice 40-day cleanse and, and process prior to and then chose the time. And now to be birthing in spring is just so beautiful. Anyone who out there who wants to have a child, highly recommend you do. Try your best to get springtime or early summer. It's just such an amazing time because we're in the, all this growth phase and all this newness and this, this beautiful energy we're cultivating right now. And to birth, you know, prior to being in the hot summer, to have all this good um, new energy is a really, I'm just really impressed and amazed by how it feels to have a child coming right now. Well, it's so in alignment with the ways of nature, you know, that's how, that's like the biorhythms of the planet. Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling blessed. Well, now speaking about this birth, right, speaking about this new birth that's coming on, before we met on the show today you and I kind of brainstormed about some topics we'd be talking about. And one of the things that really lights you up is this question of why were you born? So (laughs) there's this extra emphasis on what realizing that the answer to that question actually means in your life and is an essential component to expressing our own true genius. So let's crack this one open and talk about why were you born, Isaiah? Yeah, that's great. Well, before that, I just want to say, I really believe it's an important question to answer for, for all of us to get clear on. And, you know, there's no right answer. There's many different answers in different stages of our life, possibly. But just to keep entertaining that question and getting clear on it is really, really important. Because um, once I feel like once we're clear or clearer on the answer to the question of why we were born, then a lot of our energy starts to align and the clearer we are in that, that we get more access to this huge bank of universal energy starts flowing through us. Once we connect with that specific, you follow the purpose, you know, 
for me, I feel like I was born to discover and express uh, who I am. My unique genius is really just to be myself. Um, maybe that's true for all of us. I don't know. But for myself, it's really about uncovering the dogma and the limitation and the, the constriction and the, all the different things were placed on me and that I've been entrained into and being true to myself and being who I really am. Um, I feel like I was born to wake up to the power of my own free will specifically and to refine information and practices in the natural health field and to become a catalyst for healing and transformation in, my, in myself and, and for others. Um, and the clearer I get about that, the better I feel, the more energy I have to devote to my own self-practices and to my service to others in, in the world. And I really feel like it's our responsibility to get clear on that because once we do, like I said, we have access to a huge amount of energy, but we also start to touch into really the core of who we are. And by, by getting clear on that and starting to voice that answer to that question, all these amazing doors start to open up for us. One of the things that's amazing is in whatever people do in their, in their life, in their business, you know, the key is that no one is you. The fact that you're unique and individual and that you have a unique genius inside of you, every single one of us, uh, that's our power. And so getting clear about that connects us with our true power, which is uh, key to anything in our life. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I'm thinking back in this conversation about times in my life when I didn't know the answer to this question or didn't even really think about it. You know, the, the why I was born was more of a, whatever, man, it's some kind of big cosmic mystery. You know, I just kind of like fell into this body and whatever. And that's just such a disempowered way to be, you know, to, to not think that there's a reason for your existence is really lacking in personal strength. Yeah, I love that. I mean, the mystery is alive. It's always going to be a mystery. But why not play into it with the level of intelligence and connection and clarity, you know, in this moment to the best of your ability, right? It's only going to magnetize energy to you and create opportunities and open doors for you. Yeah, and, you know, we're such multifaceted beings that, you know, you kind of touched on this, that the answer may shift from day to day, um, but there may be some continuity throughout your throughout your whole life where, like, you know, my my reason for being born was to create beauty, that's very strong in my personality and in my purpose, um, and also to be of service. Now that that level of service may shift in different ways, you know. Yeah, my my personal reason for being born is to make the world a better place on multiple levels, and this comes predominantly through teaching, inspiring, and helping to empower others. So, mm-hmm. for me, this idea of helping the world become a better place goes anything from helping someone else in need, a small animal, you know, befriending an animal, something like that, to physically creating a more beautiful space, cleaning up litter, building a new structure for somebody. All of these things go under the same umbrella. Well, and then my minimalistic heart really loves this question because once you get clear on it, then anything that's not in service to that or isn't in alignment with that, then you can like let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, it opens you up to even more, more of this universal flow of energy, um, and you're freed up to not be like wasting your time with things that don't really matter. So true. And you know, I'm gonna keep bringing things back to uh, some marketing things because I've been working on that recently, um, and I think it, it ties into this as well. It's like 
in say if you're marketing the more specific you get the more people you reach right? it's the opposite of what you might imagine in the beginning but right. more the more you hone in on who you are the more access you have to who you are <laughs> the more access you have to the whole and to affecting change and serving people by getting really specific about who you are why you're here and what your purpose is in this moment yeah absolutely and i think that that comes into this idea of the container or vessel right and like any container that we that we have you can either be spread thin and wide, or you can be a little bit more narrow, but have a lot of depth. And so mm. when you do that with your marketing or your, or your reason for being alive, your reason for being born, all of these things, instead of trying to please everyone at once, trying to reach everyone in the world with this podcast, as great as that would be, we want to reach people that are interested in improving their lives, you know? So that like narrows down a little niche, but we can go deep. Yeah, so true. It's one of the most tiring things in the coaching and the health field in general is trying to convince people who aren't ready that what you have to offer is a value or whatever. Like it's, it's pointless. And at some point, everyone I think goes through that in this realm where they realize, you know what? I can only help people that are ready to be served, that are really wanting and committed to their own process. And so you have to hone in on those people and directly speak to them is what matters most. And that's where you're, you get the most value and ultimately, by offering your value and your time and energy to those people, you affect a lot more in the long run. Oh, yeah, man. You can't go dragging anybody into healing. You can't, like, no. drag somebody or push someone into their own healing process. It never works, and it's never satisfying for anyone involved. Yeah. Well, it reminds me. So this question is interesting because it came up recently again. In, uh, I went to a conference uh, recently with Bill Barron on ethical marketing. And... Um, he brought a guest there named Sean Stevens. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Uh, Sean Stevenson, I should say. He's about two feet eight, two foot eight tall, sitting in a wheelchair, uh, in every possible limitation you can imagine. He's faced and is embodying. And yet, for him, he got really clear in his process that his purpose or his reason for being born was to rid the world of insecurity. And who better to do it than someone who's less than three feet tall in a wheelchair with all kinds of different faculty problems. You know, I mean, he's like, the model of someone that should be insecure and he's not right he's worked it through and so he's a perfect vessel to uh, encourage us to drop our insecurity and really you know live the life we're, we're here to live that was an inspiring thing that i recently witnessed and I've, I've kind of been working with this question for a while so it was nice to have it come back around and see it displayed in such a beautiful way in such an impactful way yeah i really love sean he uh has a great way too of making it safe to be in your own authenticity. Because mm. a lot of his message is really just like, hey, here's who I am. Here's how I'm showing up. Like, I've seen him even do videos without his shirt on. And he has, like, some interesting body de deformities and stuff, you know? And he's just like, hey, yeah. this is me. Love it or leave it, but I love me. So that's yeah, all Yeah, whatever problems you have, drop it, right? <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get, into, let's get into this a little bit. It seems like we're shifting topics now, talking about bodies. We're talking about, you know what the structure of our body is now and how we are all individual in that. So how does the physical terrain of our bodies have to do with our resistance or acceptance to caring for ourselves? Oh yeah. So important. You know, I've been studying this for a while and I, I really have gotten clear on how impactful the inner terrain of our body is on our chemistry, on our psychology, you know, the way we feel, the way we move, the way we think, the way we relate. The relationships we choose, uh, the foods we choose, the cravings we have, 
are primarily dictated by the creatures that live inside of us. <laughs> and the more you start to study this, it's kind of a, it's a crazy topic. I'm sure many people that are listening probably know about it. But, you know, our parasites, yeast, fungus, mold, bacteria, chemicals and heavy metals, all these different things are really dictating uh, the chemistry of our body. And it's such an important aspect to start to look at because you might not understand why you continue to make non-life-serving choices or to stay in a dead-end relationship or a dead-end job or to have a, a really unhealthy habit in your daily life. And, you know, maybe it's not just about being conscious of it. Maybe it's not just about uh, making a different choice. Maybe it's about cleaning up the inner terrain of your body and the external terrain of your body so that there's a cleaner flowing communication in your chemistry and then from there it becomes really easy to make life-serving choices for yourself yeah and you know the interesting thing is that sometimes it's not always clear what needs to be cleaned you know because yeah. a lot of these things that you speak of have you know overlapping symptoms and you know sometimes they're like quite elusive and so i really am a fan of getting at it from all angles right mm -hmm. like you know, for a while in my life, I would have these explosive rage tendencies, and there was not really any rhyme or reason to them. It would be like, you know, I'd be great for a long amount of time, and then the dragon would wake up and breathe fire, and then go back into go back into the cave, you know, and leaving lay, charred remains behind. Yeah, and lay dormant. Charred for a, Daniel body. <laughs> yeah, and like lay dormant for a while. So over the last 10 years, I've been really working it from all angles and, um, you know, come to find out, yes, I did have parasites. Yes, I did have, you know, gallstones that needed to come out. Yes, I did have candida issues and, you know, stuff in the etheric realm as well. So, yeah, I'm yeah. a fan of cleaning house. It's a continual process. Yeah. And yes, you do. And yes, we all do. That's the thing. We are an animal. We, we have a physical body. It lives in, in a world that is relatively toxic and that is overridden by all kinds of different bacteria, parasites, yeast, fungus, mold. And we're a product of that. It's definitely a component in our body, all of us. And so it's not about getting rid of them all and getting so-called clean. It's just about balancing that chemistry. We're always going to have critters inside of us. But, you know, how detrimental are they to us? Are they are the ones that work with us? You know, because there's so many different parasites, really everything, all the different spectrum all the different microbes in our body, they're all parasites. They're living off of our body. And and so I think, like you said, that really the first one would just clean up that digestion. You know, if you can clean up the waste-holding facility of your large intestine and then start working with lymph, your lymphatic system, which is like the sewer system of your body, those are the two first ones that I'd start to work with that are really going to create a huge impact and get you over the hump to get start to get clear about how overridden am I and based on symptoms you'll be able to tell how much toxicity you have, and then it will allow you to go deeper and deeper and deeper. One that I've been working with recently is just the lymphatic system and using skin cleaning to get the lymph moving and, and to clean the skin, which is our largest detoxification organ, and one that is almost always overlooked in the natural health field. People talk about skin brushing and practice that, and that's fantastic, but it's only cleaning the top layer of the skin off and, um, and stimulating lymph, which is great also, but I still think we got to go deeper. Because it's just not enough. Our skin is detoxing our body all the time. And there's all these different, everything I mentioned before is coming out of our skin. <laughs> and then there's all these things settling onto our skin. Think about everything you touch. If you look at a micro, a microscope layer of, of our skin, it's covered with millions of different bacteria and all kinds of different things. 
we touch something at a department store, you know, what plasticides and chemicals and metals are now on our hand and going into our skin and embedding itself in the layer of our skin. Because if you on a microscopic level, it's not really a layer. It's a it's a porous surface. And so everything is going into sac. us. It's a permeable sac. That's a permeable sac. And so uh, flame retardant, you know, our new car, our mattresses, our homes, everything is permeating us to some degree. And so we do need to clean the skin. And uh, I recently came across a great video series by a guy named Dr. Kassar. And he has a skin cleaning solution that I love to promote and talk to people about because it's changed my life. It's been really, really fantastic. And we use it. It's a base of vodka mixed with diatomaceous earth, baking soda, MSM, silica, magnesium. And so you remineralize the vodka with all these different things. And then you use that with a terry cloth and you scrub your skin really intensely, the whole body. And it starts to, that's as a solvent that's mineralized, it deodorizes and cleans and starts to scrape off the biofilm that's all over your skin. The same way that your intestines have biofilm, your skin has layers of biofilm within it. And if you've got any body fat or uh, layers that under our skin that are uh, uncomfortable or, or painful as we roll the skin or push into us, then there's toxins and there's waste in there. And so this starts to open up the skin so it can finally breathe and start to circulate. And then we use gua sha, so you rehydrate your skin with uh, cacao butter or coconut oil. And then use gua sha, which is you can use like a spoon or a horn or a credit card even. It's got to be something that can scrape the skin and start to circulate the blood and the lymph underneath the layers of the skin. And that combination has been fantastic. And it's such an important thing for us to start to even just research it. You know, I'll, we'll put a link in the, in the video below um, for you to, to start to look into that because I think it's a um, often overlooked and underutilized aspect of uh, self-care and natural health. Totally. Oh my gosh, that sounds so amazing. Yet for like thousands of years, people have done these practices. It's really more in like the U.S. that is kind of way behind the times on yeah. that. Um, like I worked at a Korean spa. And so, of course, they're all about scrubbing the skin and doing like globs of hydrotherapy to be able to like induce these, you know, sweating and use herbs to be able to detoxify the skin. Um and, yeah. and yet people are like so foreign to it. Like uh, I would see a lot of the American women come in and they only wanted to get like the moisturizing treatments. And I'm like, no, that's so backwards. Like you have to <laughs> scrub and get all of the toxicity out and sweat a bunch and then re-moisturize. And I, uh, so I've just in this last year or so started working with the diatomaceous earth and I love it. So thank mm -hmm. you for speaking to yeah, that. Especially if you live in the city. I mean, think how much, you know, your skin is it's just layer after layer of chemicals and all kinds of gunk on your skin. Um, I, I think if you look at any indigenous society, like you said, there's sweating involved. There's some sort of cleansing of the skin. You know, the older cultures knew they needed to clean their skin. And that they lived in an environment that was nowhere near as toxic as us. Right. And so, yeah, they are serving as a, a great role model. The, chat, the difference now, I think, is, is because we live in a more toxic world, we have to step up our game. So use those ancient principles and tools and take another level. And this is an example of that, where you've got this really strong solvent that's dissolving all that biofilm. And then you're using the ancient techniques to, you know, strip the tissues and open it up and get the circulation going and reduce any stagnation. The combination is just fantastic. It will really change your health in yeah. a matter of, you know, weeks to months. 
Wonderful. I'm so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Rachel's like giddy over here. I'm about like, this. oh, good. You just gave me something even like deeper that I'm going to go after. Awesome. <laughs> it's really good. I mean, I've been in this game for a long time, looking and researching and trying things. And I, for some reason, this is a missing piece in right. my practice. And I, I go pretty deep. I look all over the place and I try all kinds of things. And I rarely ever hear anyone talking about this. So right. it's something that I've been promoting purely because of my own fascination. <laughs> Thank you. You know, in general, all the different depths and level of healing that you're talking about here, I think that there's a big disconnect in Western society and maybe modern society around the globe as we're, you know, modernizing and moving into a more technical era of ignoring the unseen, right? All of these things are really hard to see. Like, sure, you can see the skin, but you can't see the things that you're talking about. You can't see the lymphatic fluid. You can't see like your intestinal tract. And so physically you might look relatively healthy, right? Everything's fine. I don't have any broken limbs. I don't have any lacerations. So I'm great, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and so and what, what can you suggest of how people can begin this process of starting to go deeper? You know, obviously you've done a lot of research in this area and how can somebody get inspired to look deeper into their health, into this like fifth dimensional microscopic level? Well, I feel like we shouldn't really waste time. You know, I mean, I have kind of a high uh, capacity to just go in and really have a big bandwidth for learning. I love this stuff. Not everyone does. But if you do have a bandwidth for it, I suggest going right to Dr. Kassar. It's free. And there's a low cost thing you can get into on his website that offers deeper education. But that's a great free resource. There's hundreds of videos. And he's a, he's a big talker. It's kind of intense. You got to, you know, fight through a lot of information to get it. But he's got some incredible jewels about how to clean up the bioterrain of your body. He calls it terrain modification and gives, there's hundreds of videos on YouTube. So that's a free access point to start to go dive right into someone that's worked with hundreds of thousands of people that has a lot of experience cleansing people that is, you know, not, it's like curing. It's just rebalancing the body from all sorts of different disorders, purely based on water fasting and um, using really simple protocols that are really inexpensive that will rebalance your body in a short period of time. So that's the first thing I would think of. Um, and then otherwise, just starting to study the waste holding facilities of your body, which is the lymphatic system. Look into it. What, you know, this is one thing that's rarely talked about in most circles. The things that we need to look at most would be our nervous system, our lymphatic system, our fascia. The things that aren't talked about are the things we should probably pay our attention to. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, studying the lymph, studying the digestive system, specifically large intestine, and how to start to hydrate and cleanse it, whether it be through colonics, enemas, or just through diet, uh, would be a really good place to start. I think most of us are dehydrated. So in the very simplest, most of the expensive thing you can do is get a good water filter, maybe add some minerals to your water or some sole salt and start hydrating yourself consistently for a while. That's going to majorly improve your health because your body is holding on to water to buffer toxins. And the more hydrated you are, the more mineralized you are, the more that you can start to chelate and get that stuff out of your body. All right, so this is exciting. Here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put, we're going to do a special thing for this episode, and I'm going to ask Isaiah to send me a short list of his recommended resources. And so we'll have all of his contact information as usual. And then there'll be a list of like, yeah, here's checklist. what to check out. There'll be some YouTube videos and other different checklists of recommended material to go deeper. All right. For those hardcore people that want to get into it. <laughs> I'd be good. Happy to do a master list on that. And another list 
I don't know if you're ready to talk about self-care. How do you feel? Yeah, I mean, oh, already you are. It's we're like, already it's, there, yeah, right? let's do it. Okay, so one more step. So, you know, there's obviously physical things, cleansing, really, really important in today today's age especially. But then there's other things like the emotional and the way that we approach our life. And self-care can be really simple. On the very simplest, simplest level, I feel like self-care is about doing what feels good. Simple as that. Tune into yourself. Feel your body. Do you feel good doing, saying, acting on this? If you do, then... You know, you're in some level of self-care just by having that awareness. So another one was practicing letting go of control. Really big one. The more you can do that, the more you can sink into yourself, taking care of yourself, right? So how um, does, I'd like to go deeper on that. How does letting go of control tie into self-care? Because you could think, somebody could think that by specifically controlling all the things in their world, they're caring for themselves. Right, right. Not my experience. <laughs> I think the more that I try to control elements of my life and people and circumstances and business interactions, the more tension I build and the more uncomfortable I feel, the more pain I gather. Uh, everything, I, I'm, I'm reaching outside myself to try to fix something when I just need to focus on balancing myself. So the more I can let go of control and step into a level of, uh, of trust, then everything starts to flow better. I just feel a million times better. Yeah. And often those things I'm so worried about work out just fine. Well, you know, so I love this conversation because I'm I'm like the queen of self-care and this is what I work with my clients on. And yet I've noticed that, you know, self-care, because it's such a hot word, a buzzword these days, it's kind of gotten a little bit of a bad rap. Um, yeah. You know, because I think that people are thinking of self-care as something that you like do, you know. Um, and yes, it is. It's a very proactive experience, but... I, you know, when I work with clients, I've started to reframe self-care as this, as holistic luxury, um, because yeah. really it's something that's happening in every single moment. Like you're talking about telling, you know, what feels good. It's like what feels really juicy and luxurious and is also holistic because sometimes people think that, oh, because this feels good, I'm doing self-care. Like when I was uh, smoking, you know, two packs of cigarettes a day, I thought, well, gosh, this feels really good. I love it. You know, but like, <laughs> it's like telling yourself the truth at an even deeper, deeper level of what is holistic luxury and can be practiced in every single moment. That's a great point. That's a great point. Yeah. And, you know, I think we live in a kind of a cultural malaise. There's just laziness around it. And there's also, I think, a level of guilt culturally as well of like, well, I don't know. I mean... I'm so privileged and to focus more on myself is, you know, we have all this, this crazy, we're like a neurotic little dog, you know, when it comes to ourselves as, as Westerners. And, and yet, if we don't pay attention to ourselves, if we don't really honestly tune in to the sensations of our body, to our lifestyle, our habits, uh, our daily practices, then we're never going to be truly effective in our life and in, in serving the world and helping anyone. And we, you know, we have to really cultivate self-love and connection and uh, awareness and communication in order to model that and share that with anyone in our lives. And we live in a world right now, and people in my age group in the Bay Area and California, it's like everyone's um, polygamous and non-committal, and, you know, that's fine. But I always say, like, if you can't, first of all, work with yourself into a certain level of, you know, intelligence and connection and, and build rapport with yourself, and then, you know, master that to some degree with one person, how can you bring more people into that equation? <laughs> you know? Totally. Well, that's an interesting topic too, you know, and uh, this again to me ties back to my metaphor earlier of your vessel. And so if you have a dozen different vessels that you can only pour so much into, you have a dozen shot glasses or you have one like five gallon 
vessel, one five-gallon pitcher. So by putting all of your things into one focus, you can develop more depth instead of these like little teeny shallow, not able to actually quench the needs that you have, you know? Yeah, yeah, you get more culture, more concentration. And another simple thing, I'm sure you guys talk about this a lot, but, you know, we shouldn't be pleasing others at our own expense. Really got to, you know, look at that relationship with uh, being a pleaser is a really important one. Obviously, staying away from drama, negativity is really important. Being kind to yourself, speak lovingly to yourself. Key aspect of self-care. So much of the running internal dialogue that goes on for us goes unchecked. And we don't even realize how we're talking to ourselves and what the effect is. Listening to our gut is essential. Feeling into our stomach and our diaphragm and, and following that sensation and also our heart, our intuition. Really, you know, learning to, to really value the sensations our body is sending to us and tune into it. It's rarely ever going to lead you in the wrong direction. It's yeah, connected to a, a level of intelligence that's way higher than anything you can orchestrate with your mind. Yeah, the gut truly is the second brain. Yeah, it's the body-mind. And to me, it's primary. It yep. really is. It's like it's like the, the symphony, the highlight is my mind, but the, the body is the real, like, that's the drum, that's the beat, that's the thing I have to follow, and that's the one that I'm tuned into most, and then I get to have fun with the mind, you know? Yeah, I love, that's a great metaphor, man, is like, you can have all the the face shredding guitar solos and like beautiful flute riffs and all this, but you need that simple driving beat, the rhythm of the heart to carry it. I really like that a lot. There's another thing I'd love to touch back on here that you just mentioned talking about the need to avoid drama and avoid negativity. And especially in the world political environment that we're in right now, there's so much of it from all directions. You know, mm. there's the the proponents of one thing will be equally as hateful as the as the detractors and the haters. You know, it's pretty wild out there. So I think it's important, too, that people start incorporating this idea of what their diet is beyond the food on your plate. You know, Isaiah is mm-hmm. a huge proponent of health in the physical form. And now we're also talking about something of like, what is your diet? What are you taking into yourself to obtain nutrition from? Right. What you see as nutrition. This is your entertainment. This is all the news media, all the Facebook friends that you have. Are they continually posting negative things about how horrible their life is and how much they hate the world around them? Or are you surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and inspire you and teach you new and exciting things like Isaiah, like myself, like Rachel? Yeah, there's so many, you you know, we're getting barraged by millions of different elements. If we really counted it every day, there's millions coming at us, right? Information, images, sounds, relationships, ways of communicating. And we do, we need to check all those things and really, uh, you know, like you said, check in with them. To me, for example, years ago, I was a big NPR fan back in the day and, and just really diving deep into all kinds of deep, you know, information about, you know, the history of money and all these different aspects of our society and hidden conspiracies and at some point I realized it just wasn't serving me like if I'm not going to do something about it specifically what's the point right I want to be informed but I also want to be in a space that's balanced and clear and open and I want my want to be in a high vibration and if I'm tuning into a low vibration over and over and over again all day you know and doing nothing about it I don't see the point well you know and, and in terms of drama you know it can show up in so many different ways and it's really enticing especially uh, if you're lacking in passion, people use drama as a replacement for passion. So if they don't have a personal passion and they're not connected in with, like, why were they born, 
then it's easy to just like watch some television show and get persuaded by the drama and feel excited and alive. That's a great point. Yeah, it's kind of like your body. If your kidney energy, your, your adrenal energy is getting tapped and you have, you have low overproducing stress hormones and you have low energy in your body, then you're going to be sucked into those kind of things so much easier, you know? And yeah, that drama, I mean, if you've got a, a daily practice and you're building energy and maintaining a really high quality of energy in your body, you're not going to be drawn into drama. It doesn't even relate. It's like you forget it even exists. You forget that people are even involved in that stuff until you have an experience and go, oh, wow, that's how people are interacting. That's how they're relating. But, you know, if you're, if you're building your own energy and cultivating uh, a life like we're talking about, then that stuff just rolls off your nervous system. It doesn't even phase you. Yeah, you know, I'll make this connection here is like the same thing with the physical diet. It's always as above, so below. So just like with a physical diet, years ago, I thought I loved bacon. I would eat all the bacon, right? And then when I went vegetarian and then vegan and really realized that that didn't serve me on multiple levels, then I have zero interest or taste for that anymore. And as a matter of fact, it like really turns me off and kind of repulses me. So the same thing with our emotional and our intellectual diet, right? If for a while you thrive on watching the nightly news and you want to see all the... CSI. Yeah, you, you watch all the murder mystery dramas, right? All the people killing each other. And then you realize that that doesn't feed you what you really want to call into your life. You won't have an attraction to it anymore. Your tastes will shift. Mm. Oh, that's, I mean, that's as important to cleanse as any, what you're talking about. It's a really important thing to promote and talk about people and bring to light. Because I really do believe, you know, how we feel about ourselves, how we perceive the world, our belief system is shaped so strongly by our environment and our influences. And when that's thrown off and we're not in balance in that way, you can eat whatever food you want. It's not going to change things very much. You know, I mean, that we, I think we often place a really high level of value on food alone as, as like the key to health. And what you're talking about to me, I think, is even more important. Our breathing practices, our, the, the intake and the relationships and the environment we place ourselves in. Those are even more impactful or as impactful as food and diet and detox. I've seen some of you people out there, some of you spiritual people that think you can just drop a blessing on top of your Big Mac and then it's all good to go. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't think that you can just hold hands, you know. Like send Reiki love to yeah. your, yeah. You, you can't Reiki your Whopper and call it all good. Like there's a little <laughs> more going on here. <laughs> I think it's more the vibration. Yeah. I mean, there's no such thing as, I don't know, but people don't like the term clean and dirty, but I think of dirty food as food that has more residue. It's as simple as that. What What's left over in your body, your body can't process, whether it be GMO, heavy metals, chemicals, things that are unrecognizable or undigestible, that's a dirty food. And that's something that we want to continually cut out of our, our reality or suffer the consequences, you know? You might go for 5, 10, 20, 30, 40 years, but at some point it's going to take us out. And my intention around learning about self-care and promoting that and helping people to be educated and preventative in their perspectives around health is, is really centered around the fact that I see people all the time of all ages come into, they run into some sort of conflict, some sort of end of the road reality, whether it be disease or dysfunction of some kind or um, a divorce or something in their life where they come to a head and they're scrambling. And it's really sad to see because they haven't prepared themselves at all. And they think that it's all good until they get to that place. And so, you know, life is going to always correct it for us. It's always going to bring us into balance one way or another. Whether You know, it just depends whether we want to ride the wave and be graceful about it or whether we want to get our ass kicked. You know? So being preventative and day by day, it's not about perfection, but it's about 
tuning in and, and learning a little bit more and applying a little bit more every day, just little by little, little by little. You know, the five-year picture, the 10-year picture of that lifestyle is a whole different reality. And your, your ability to access your full potential, to have healthy, thriving relationships, to, to be wealthy and have an amazing business, all these things are a reflection of this day-to-day practice. Uh, it's it's going to shape who you become. So we're talking now about this really cool feedback loop that happens in our lives of the things that we put out dictate and influence the world around us. And then the world around us comes into us and sometimes dictates and influences the things that go out. And so you can either send that feedback loop spiraling upward or spiraling downward. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, you personally, Isaiah, how did you come to the belief and the understanding that life is actually responding to you, to your output, and not just happening to you like that wave crashing on your head? So life, yeah, life is responding to us, not just happening to us. You know, it's, 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 there's a, re, a dual relationship, a cultivated uh, response. So, for example, for me, you know, I've had thousands of experiences with different people where, you know, I played the victim or the martyr or felt like, you know, superior to someone else in all these different situations. Because I have a deep sense of care and connection with my heart, somehow in the end, I'd come back around and realize how I was out of balance and realize that uh, I was just getting a flavor of what I was putting out one way or another. It ends up coming out in the wash. And so to me, I just, over time, I started to realize that the universe is responding to me. I think that's what they mean by, you know, when they say God doesn't, what if God sees everything or something, you know, something like that, where like there's this dynamic in the universe that you can't hide anything. There's nothing that you can hide. Everything that you, you know, the way that you feel, the way you think, the way you breathe, the way you relate, the way you, you know, you experience yourself and the way you relate to yourself, all these things dictate the people and interactions that come into our field. And it starts to become really clear over time. You're like, oh, you know, if, well, if, if I don't feel empowered, then of course I'm going to keep running into these situations that are going to give me an opportunity to learn about disempowerment. You know, and, and it's, you can look at any aspect of your life and you can start to see it clearly for what it is. That's why self-care is so important, because as we cultivate and reinforce and support ourselves from the inside out, our life starts to improve the level of you know, interactions and, and people and connections and opportunities that open up to us based on our connection with ourselves becomes really clear. Like there's nothing more important than investing in yourself in that way. It's not just self-love, self-care for the purpose of feeling good and being vibrant and healthy. Yeah, it's also just about can I devote enough energy and attention to this process so that I can eventually change the world in some way, you know? so that I can have the doors that I really want to open to me open. And then I can step up fully in the light of who I am in that moment and show up completely and wholeheartedly to the moment and serve people around me. Yeah, totally. You know, that this ties back into our first topic, which was, you know, why were you born? And I feel like this is why, you know, I came here to be able to have instant feedback about what I'm thinking and feeling and saying and doing and i you know i do the world responds directly to what i'm putting out there and i get instant feedback about how effective i am and then instead of you know being in a place of like shaming or blaming or beating myself up or making myself or others wrong and creating lots of pain i get to say oh that actually wasn't really very effective totally and one really simple way that i see manifest a lot for people is very simple everyday thing is technology right you could get into a really frustrated 
close down space around technology and it will show you how it doesn't work. <laughs> it will it'll get in the way every single time. Or you can just look at it as a learning opportunity and go step by step. It's just this and then this and then this. And if you can stay in that step by step space, it tends to work for you. You know, right. As opposed to going like, oh, why isn't this process working for me? And then clicking the mouse like 45 times on like <laughs> tons, tons of different options. <laughs> and then everything's opening up and blinking and shutting down and it, it locks up. It freezes. Yeah. And then you get the, the spinning wheel. That's all you get. And the, the spinning wheel is what you get in life when you are in a clusterfuck inside yourself and you're and you're blaming and pushing and pointing all around you and acting like you're a victim. And You know, we're never a victim. It's always a choice. And the choice you know, that leads to clarity and connection and manifestation is one that's based in, in a connection within ourselves and that is focused on balance. Yeah, you know, another great tie-in here with that spinning wheel, one of the ways that you get that on the computer, like I just mentioned, is doing too many processes at once, right? The same mm -hmm. thing in our lives, the same thing with our mind. If you're not spending enough of your energy on each individual process, then you're going to get scattered. You're going to get that clusterfuck mindset where there's just too much going on. You can't possibly handle it all, right? Instead, it's like really devote yourself to one meal, to just one meal. Really, truly devote yourself to the entire process, preparing the food, chewing thoroughly, digesting, experiencing all the flavors and aromas and all the textures, process the food, and even all the way through the process of elimination. Like just one meal. If you did that, you yeah. would have so much more time freed up in your day just by the shift in your mindset. And so much more energy, which is the basis of everything you want in your life. Everything that's important is based in how much energy you have. It's as simple as that. If you really boil it down, it's about do you have energy or not, you know? And yeah, think of, you know, the time you saved getting crappy food and shoving it down versus eating a smaller amount of really high quality food and focusing on being totally present in that moment. The amount of energy you're going to build through that practice is going to serve you so much more than whatever time you think you saved in this short process. Oh, yeah, because that is actually going to recharge your battery as opposed to just getting some drive through somewhere is actually going to deplete you. There's so many mm -hmm. things out there that are posing as food that actually take more from you than they give back. That's called poison. Yeah, it's poison. And it it's ties into your process, what you were talking about in terms of how we approach life mentally and emotionally and our emotional fitness. On all those levels, it ties into that as well. It's like, do we want short-term benefits with all kinds of toxicity, or do we want long-term benefit, one that's based in you know, prevention, one that's based in connection and awareness in this moment? And we all have control over that. And it's an amazing opportunity when you start to realize that there's nowhere to get to. There's only this moment, and I'm going to tune into it and devote myself to being present and clear to the best of my ability over and over and over again, because I know that's all there ever is going to be. Is this amazing opportunity to, you know, it's, it's this deepening process of the same thing over and over and over again. And it's beautiful once you realize that. It's not something that you need to feel stuck by or, um, daunt, you know, like it's daunting. It's just like, oh, beautiful. I get to do it again. Better. <laughs> okay, so... I'm going to ask you a little vulnerable thing here because you seem like such a well-put-together man. You know, you're really a confident guy. You're outspoken. You're a health expert. So I'd love to see if you're willing to share with our listeners if you've ever had any real major roadblocks in your life and how you have overcome those and moved through them. Yeah, I will. I, um, 
probably the biggest consistent roadblock I faced in my life is just it came from early, early on. And sometimes, you know, I don't personally know the exact reason why it happened. It could be past life, it could be this life, it could be my experience when I was young, I don't know. But I know that for whatever reason I was I was a watcher. I would withhold my energy and I would just kind of kick back and watch everything, watch people do what they were doing, make mistakes, and then eventually I'd make a choice. <laughs> so I'd hold back my expression. I would watch. I wouldn't just jump in. And then eventually I'd make my choice. You know, and there's a certain level of wisdom there, but it's also uh, a level of, of resistance that builds in that process, not just jumping in. So as a child, I, I really felt like I was emotionally withholding energy and not expressing myself verbally. I was very quiet and happy-go-lucky and easygoing, but all the while just stuffing a lot of energy. And, uh, and trying to manage things for people around me, uh, really, I was giving away my energy and pleasing others and helping others uh, from an empty place. And it caused a lot of tension and pain in my body. When I started, my dad taught yoga all through my life. And when I was maybe 11 or 12, I practiced as a young child. And then as 11 or 12, I started again a bit with him. And going to class and just being humiliated because I couldn't reach past my knees when I did a forward bend. I literally had so much tension built up in my back and my hamstrings and my, my protective mechanism on my body and the holding on of my tissues was so strong that I was so inflexible and so much pain in my body. I didn't even really want to, I kind of gave up. I didn't even want to feel what was in my body. And I just thought somehow it would just go away. <laughs> and it didn't. It just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and as a young adult, I reached for alcohol and, and smoking uh, herb and uh, whatever I could do to try to alleviate that tension I was holding on to, and that only made it worse. And so from 15 to 18, I dove deep into that. And um, around 17, 18, I realized that it was time to really take responsibility for my life and, and move forward from this stagnation that I was feeling and start to really face what was in my body. And uh, I had a lot of pain. I was holding on to a lot of emotion, unwilling to express myself, unclear about my mental process. It was like something would come to me, a, a conversation, an input of some kind. It would go through the black box inside of me and then something else would come out. <laughs> and I wasn't clear on what that connection was or how I played into that part sometimes. And I had to really do some deep diving inner work for years to really get clear about what I felt, what I wanted to express what the effect was on myself and people around me and start to make wiser and wiser choices. And, and then I also had to dive deep into my body and start to pull open my fascia and my muscles and all that emotional energy that I've been storing for years and years and years and uh, putting a smile on and being happy and capable and good boy, you know, and get in touch with the rage and the anger that had built in my body because I had a lot of energy. And I had to get in touch with that and find more appropriate and intelligent ways to release that than getting drunk or whatever I was doing as a young teen. Um, and it was a very painful process. And to some, to some degree, it still is. You know, it's still alive in me. It's just really small. It's like 5% of my experience or 2% of my experience. So I continue to dive into that. And what I love about it now is that through this moment, I can still access that. I can access my whole life in my body in this moment. And I can start to heal and uh, rejuvenate aspects of myself in this current present moment for, for anything that I experience in my life. And it goes with my relationships with my, my partner, 
I can rewrite anything that we go through. And we can go through a verbal rewriting, a touch rewriting, an experiential rewriting of any experience. And we can help each other to do that for anything in our lives. Because there really is no such thing as uh, linear time in our body and our experience as spirits. That's so beautiful and powerful. So because I absolutely love all of the inner child work, I want to ask you, what advice would you give your 18-year-old self? Ooh, I'd say, Isaiah, you got to trust your heart. You got to follow your instincts. You, you know, it's rarely going to lead you in the wrong direction. You know, it's never going to fail you. It's like when you're in touch with your heart and you tune into that sensation, that instinctual sensation, it's never going to fail you. Because there's no such thing as failure. There's only, you know, learning and growth. Uh, I'd tell him to believe in yourself, to believe that in order to be successful, you need to approach life with fearlessness and realize that there's no failure. There's only growth and connection through that experience. And when you stumble, you know, you get back up and you smile and, you know, you give yourself credit for being willing to try and being willing to be present for something that was challenging. And I tell myself to breathe deep and relax into my body. Don't overthink. Don't distrust. Right? Slow down. And don't worry about comparing yourself to others. It will only torture you. Really just start to compare yourself with your previous self if you want to. But just really tune into uh, the qualitative experience that you have in your body. Honor yourself. Devote your time and energy to releasing tension and patterns in your body. Right. Skip judging and shaming yourself or other people and overanalyzing and criticizing uh, all these mental games that we play. They're only going to create misalignment and block us from the success and fulfillment and love that we want. And I would tell him that everything is going to be just fine. There's a larger force leading you. You don't need to work so hard. Don't try so hard. You're only building tension and building roadblocks in your way. Allow life to carry you. Tune into your sensations. Breathe deep. Focus on the why you're here, why you were born, and, and start to build from there. And life will just lay a path for you. Man, that's really beautiful. I actually encourage all of our listeners to try on that as an exercise and just take a moment after the show and start thinking about what you would tell your own younger self, because there's some deep, innate wisdom there for you. Well, and mm -hmm. even as you were saying all those profound words, I was having my adult self tell my child self all those things. And I just felt my whole body relax. I took a deep breath. I was like in this beautiful, like prayerful meditation. And so thank you. Yeah, thank you for the question. I think it's a really important thing. And isn't it amazing that we can access our child self and our previous life in this moment? Oh, it's imperative to health. Oh, yeah. It's amazing. And as a matter of fact, that could be an entire, we could spend at least one full hour just talking about that in different ways and techniques and approaches to, to set that up. Yeah. So I loved so your comment about how the body doesn't understand linear time. There's no. no there's no such thing, you know? The thing that happened to you when you were seven years old is still there. It's still there. And so you can go in and heal it, or you can go in and be unconscious of it and have it actually affect your present yeah, moment. Yeah, reliving it. Mm -hmm. and, and the healing, I like, I think of it as just integration of parts that are disconnected. You know, it's really simple. It's like, how can I integrate more and more and more? And if that's your focus, if your intention is to integrate, lost or disconnected parts of yourself, it's going to start to happen. 
You know, you can use a million different tools, but the point is, if that's your focus, you're going to start to feel more and more whole all the time. Well, thank you so much for this wonderful conversation. Uh, it's really been a fun time connecting with you and also just picking your brain and hearing some of your profound wisdom on the body, the mind, the soul, the spirit, and how they all interconnect. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You guys are a beautiful couple, a beautiful pair, and you're offering so much value to the world, and I'm pleased and honored to be part of it. Thank you so much. You've really illuminated quite a bit for myself as well as our listeners. And I love hearing about your conscious conception. That's so exciting. I know. <laughs> I'm really, really happy. Yeah. So, look forward to sharing. How can people connect with you further to work with you privately and learn about some of the upcoming offerings you may have? Well, I'm in the midst of creating a whole new platform and offering a bunch of value. I'm really excited about what I'm creating right now. And it's almost ready. Probably in, in April or May it'll come out. But until then, you can go to the Inner Foundation, theinnerfoundation.com, and you can just enter your email. I don't spend, send spam or anything like that. But if you enter your email, then you'll be on my list, and I'll come out with an amazing new product called the Pain-Free Toolbox. Next month, I'll be launching that. And a blog with all kinds of free information and all kinds of incredible library on things like we talked about today as well as, you know, hundreds of other things. I mean, there's videos and, and, you know, all kinds of just information that I've been inspired by that helps people that I work with. And I'm, I'm compiling that all together onto a site that will be available soon. So uh, if you're willing to get on that list, then you'll have access to that, and I'll be releasing some really great information to you. Woo, that's exciting. Stay tuned, everybody. Check that out, theinnerfoundation.com. And you can stay in touch with me, by going to ecstaticexistence.com, the same name as this wonderful program, and check out all of the things there. There is also a mailing list, and I really don't send out many emails. As a matter of fact, I feel like I would like to do much more and connect with you more. So if you sign up for the email list there, you get a wonderful download of a meditation and the metaphysical workshop. Really awesome tools there for you. Also, check out the Ecstatic Existence Facebook page. There's uh, really cool stuff that pops up. Rachel and I will post inspirational videos as well as all the podcast releases. Also, there's a three-point support system that this podcast relies on. And the first of which being word of mouth. You can always tell people about the show. Pass it to a friend. You know, if you hear somebody on social media saying, hey, what a great podcast to listen to, drop the name. Give us a bump of ecstatic existence. You know, let them know what you're getting from this program. Secondly, you can use the digital media. So you can click like on anything we post. You can share to your friends, subscribe on iTunes, leave comments and reviews. All of this stuff is wonderful. We love it. And it helps us stay up in the rankings and get out to more people. The third avenue of support that you can show is the financial end. This show costs money to host, post, and promote. And your contributions keep this show getting a wider and wider reach and getting out to more and more people. We keep it going completely ad-free all the time. There's no outside interest. There's no commercials. And we do that thanks to your help as sponsors. Yes, we're so grateful to be able to produce this show and share it with all of our listeners. And, and your support really is welcomed. And you can show that financial support in two ways. You can give a one-time donation through PayPal. That would be to ecstaticexistence at gmail.com. And you can also choose to be a sustaining member by joining our Patreon tribe 
and contributing a monthly subscription of your choosing. Whatever level you choose to put in, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and we have various gratitude giftings for you at the different levels of donations. So thank you, thank you. And we love hearing from you. We have recently, in the last few months, gotten a hotline. So you can call the Ecstatic Existence hotline and leave us messages, you know, sharing some of your inspirational stories, uh, feedback about the content. Maybe you or someone you know would like to be on the show. So contact us there. That phone number is 206 249 9064 again 206 249 9064 the ecstatic existence hotline um yes we're loving all of the feedback and messages it really brightens our whole life yeah wonderful we do the show for you and so let us know what you think i am rachel alcian you can find me at rachelalcian.com as well as on all the social media facebook instagram i love connecting there there's so much love here for you so you know from a, a one-time session to you know, working with me at the at the six-month to year-long level, there's so much available. I am ready to go as deep as you would like to go. So dive on in. Stay well, everybody. Stay healthy. Love your body. Love yourself. And love each other. genius inside of you every single one of us genius inside of you every single one of us genius inside of you that's our power genius inside that's our power one of us that's our power every single one that's our power that's our power that's our power that's our power